Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, Marin Morris with the Twanginator on to about a six on that song. Uh, in the middle, she's got a Twanginator as a zero. Uh, other stuff she does, like if you listen to some of her original stuff like My Church, that my church, one of her big songs, yeah. Our 80s ladies in a 90s Mercedes, or 90s ladies in an 80s Mercedes. I already get that one convinced, uh, confused. She's like a nine on those in the Twanginator. You're so funny, <laughs> Twanginator. Well, I told you the other day, I listened to, uh, I don't know how in the world I did, it was on my phone, I listened to an old Taylor Swift song, and man, it was the song called Mean, and man, she's got she's got it, the country, the, the country sound going on. She's like... You know, move Taylor the, Swift. Well, you, that's the genre she came out in. I know, but you don't. You know, it's it's sort of one of those things that you don't realize how how much something has changed until you see like old and new side by side. You know what I'm saying? You I know? feel that same way with my profile pics on Facebook. Really? Yes. Really? I, f- I feel the same way uh, with the pictures of me. Uh, you know, as a bodybuilder, and now as me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was never a bodybuilder, but that's a whole other story. Uh, it is BS in the morning, the day after the debates. I have to admit, I, I, a couple of the things that Hillary said last night, I, it, I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, what? What is she saying? Oh, man. You know. And, and then when, when Walter Mondale, a couple comments that he made, I was like, oh, man, this is lame. You know, I'm wasting my time on this. Well, I actually watched the debates, and I well, can only well, take well, so did it. I. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Hillary? Hillary wasn't wasn't she on last night? Oh, you know what? I must have had the History Channel on. <laughs> <laughs> I must have watched the the old debates. Uh, you know what? We don't even want to talk about. Did you that, watch did the new debates? No. The twenty twenty debates? No, of course not. Why would I want to do that? No, I mean seriously. Did you? All kidding aside, I listened. I didn't watch. I listened part. I listened a couple parts of it. You know, I mean to the point where, come on, you know, it's it's. I mean, really, they were like two grown children. It's Uncle Joe, and and see, here here's the thing. Here's here's the 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 situation is that anytime you have something like that, you have all the people who are you know like behind the scenes prepping them. Okay, now now here's the way you're going to come out, and you know, obviously. With all this stuff. And see, we talked about this. We talked about the fact that, you know, over-promise, under-deliver. Or in, that, in some cases, under-promise, over-deliver. You know, depending upon what it is. And everybody was expecting Joe to come out and go, you know what I mean? Just be and like. he didn't. I think it was his doppelganger. Right, right. Well, but see, once again, you know, once because again. Because he's been acting senile for the past three months. I, 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 you know, I. I I, and I, if he's, if he does, I, I'm telling he definitely you. has something going on. I tell, I think now, it, if he no, was no, 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 dementia, no, just so he could have. I think it's an act. You know, the sympathy vote. It's an act. I'm here to tell you, shame on him. It's an act. It's an act. It's it's. Well, shame you know. on him. Then. Well, it's an act. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. You know, you're the one kept saying, I, I, oh, I really he's do got think dementia. something's wrong with the man. Oh, he's got dementia. No, he's nothing wrong. He's, you know what? He's, he's, he's a, what, what he's like the Trojan horse. You know, 
the you know the the you know the the yeah I know the Trojan horse yeah, story. He's right. he's like the you know they they bring this big old monstrous horse and you know and it's like <laughs> moving slow in the whole bit and then everybody goes to sleep and you wake up last night for the debates and it's like who the hell's this guy? Where'd he come from? He's he's got some fight in him. I'm telling you. Well, you know what? I mean, you know, we didn't even talk about. It. I already told yeah, but you. But he kept on calling the president of the United States a clown. Yeah. And shut up, man. Well, I'm like. I mean, you know, clowns have orange orange skin. I've seen orange skin clowns before. He did not look orange last night. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you couldn't see that hey, through the radio, Shelly. And I'm sure nobody commented on the fact that he didn't look orange. Shelly, face it. You know what? Trump's lost. That's all there is to it. Yeah. He has not lost. He's Brad. lost. He's dead. He's gone. One term no. president. One no, and done. He, it's he, gone. No. Did, I'm did telling he act you. Very presidential last night. Mm, not so much. Well, he never acts presidential. You know. So so why do you expect him That's to change last he night? He does sometimes. Oh, very rarely. He's Trump. You know. I mean. You know. Once again, I I I, I would rather have. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about on. I mean, the people that I look in my life that I look back and I think to myself, man. You know, I was lucky to know that person. I was not lucky to know him. I was lucky to know her. They're all weird, off-center, eccentric kind of people. But the amazing thing is they were all very successful. And they didn't, you know, they weren't the kind of people that woke up every morning and goes, well, I I hope people like what I say today. And I hope I don't offend anybody. And I I hope that, that everybody, because, you know, once again, I got the I got the treatment way back when, at the beginning of my career. My old boss. Three impressions you can make in life: good, bad, none. None's always the worst, you know. So if you're like you know, Mister, if you're the guy that lives in the neighborhood, and you know, and you cut your grass, you know, and and you know, and you make sure your house is always painted and your shingles are all in great shape, and you know, your cars in the driveway always washed, you know, nobody cares. You just blend in with the, with the, you know, with the, with the, you know, with the, the background. You know, you're like a tree. But if you got your four by four, which is lifted, sitting in your driveway, you got your Corvette parked on the front lawn, and you got 45 people in your swimming pool in the backyard, and you're ca- having a great time and disturbing the neighbors, then you've achieved something in your life. Uh huh. <laughs> Six thirty one. <laughs> You don't like that analogy, huh? No. <laughs> okay. It is 631. Let's 107.1, the super clean version of that song. Cracks me up every time I play it. There's nothing left to that song. <laughs> I mean, if, if it wasn't faded out or bleeped with a touch tone, there's nothing there. You know what I'm saying? Although I love that song. I know. It's a fun song. You can't go wrong with Nelly. You know, the crazy thing, we talked about this the other day, that when I listened to American Top 40 with Ryan Seacrest on Sunday mornings on Z1077, plug for another company, another radio station, it's going to lay off all sorts of people. Uh, but anyway, when I, when I, I digress. When I listened to it on the, the Super Lonely song, they, they cut out drinking, you know, where she says, while I'm, while, while I'm sitting home thinking you're out drinking, and they cut that out. I'm thinking to myself... Okay, now I'm really confused. Why can't you say drinking? And once again, I'm drinking right now. You know, I'm drinking right now. You know what I'm drinking right now? A Mountain Dew. Yes, exactly what I'm drinking. So it's like, okay, Shelly, I'm I'm on the air, and I'm just gonna slam back. Uh, you know, this all more. I'm gonna drink all morning long, Shelly. I'm gonna drink, just drink, 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 drink. You know. And that's different. Well, because the connotation—the connotation being, 
you know, if you someone says, well, I went out drinking last night. Okay, what does that mean? You went out to the bars or, you know, you bought yourself a you know, bottle of MD-2020 and you sat in your car somewhere and, you know, and, 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 and got plastered, right? Okay, but if I say, hey, Shelly, I went out drinking last night. Man, first I hit the Quickie Mart and then I went by, uh, I went by White Castle and got a Mellow Yellow and uh, then I went over to, uh, to uh, uh, Culver's and got a Mountain Dew. Oh, man, it was great. What a night I had last night. People wouldn't believe I'm that. Glad you had a good evening. <laughs> People wouldn't believe that, right? Wouldn't, no. People wouldn't believe that. <sighs> no. Anyway, you don't drink. Shelly and I were talking about the debate last night. I thought one of the most uh, the amazing moments was when Trump sort of snuck up behind Hillary. Remember, he did that one time before, and sort of snuck up behind her, and and she was uncomfortable, and he was like, you know, he was making faces, and then and then and then I, then he put the bunny ears on her head. Did you see that? He puts his fingers like bunny ears on her head. <laughs> Stop it! She wasn't even anywhere near it. What? I saw it last night with my own three eyes. I mean, or excuse me, my one, own one eye. No, no, it was great. I mean, the bunny ears was like, oh, my God, this guy's my president. Mm. I mean, he's my president. Bunny ears on Hillary. You know, what more could you want? I'm sure she wouldn't have called the, ma- the uh, man, the president of the free world, one of the most powerful individuals in the world, a clown and shut up. Well, no, no, she, she didn't call him a clown. She called him. She called him Corky. No, yeah, or not. was it? Or was she it, wasn't even involved. So or was stop it, it? Was it Bozo? I watched the debate. Was Bozo so Corky? She said something like that. You know, and 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 Trump said. Trump said I was great because he turned right around and said, "He says, Hillary, you called me a clown. They don't even have the clowns at McDonald's anymore. Matter of fact, the Hamburglar's gone. And matter of fact, you're the Hamburglar." I thought, "Yes, I love this guy." Uh-huh. You don't believe me, huh? <laughs> no, I don't believe you, and I think that we need to talk about the debate that really happened. Oh, it was great. And then and then the classic line was when the moderator asked Trump, or no, no, he asked Reagan. He asked Reagan, he said, "Do you think that uh, you know, age is a is an issue in in this election?" And Reagan said, uh, I, I feel that uh, my, my, my uh, competitors' uh, youth and, and inexperience should not be used as uh, an issue in this race. I thought to myself, yes, that Reagan, he was on top of stuff. Yeah, I, well, he should have said something about I, all the, um, his choice of vice president. All, all the crazy stuff that was in the debate last night. And then when FDR talked about, you know, we have nothing oh, to fear, it. but fear itself. Want, listen to it. I thought to myself, man, these debates, I love these debates. And and then they were ridiculous, Brad. And then when when then Pete Booted Edge Booted Edge got on there. I I saw him pop up and I'm like Well he gave see it was interesting. He gave for the first five minutes he gave the explanation of how he pronounced his name and I'm going like okay my you know Chris Wallace, move on. Lo, don't let this guy just you know yeah, blab Chris on Chris Wallace about it. lost lost it from the get-go what i mean he did chris wallace what, what was about he the moderator no 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 that was cokie roberts 649 <laughs> what what you stop it what what are you talking about I, i'm i'm confused i mean what what debate were you watching clearly one that you were not wasn't it on the history channel I'm not even. <laughs> Six forty nine. Westplex one oh seven one. Wow man. Can you get into that? KC ninety five, I should have said, right? Lincoln Park, right? 
Shelly doesn't like that. KC95. Shelly, every time that song comes up, she'll always say, she hears it on the stage, why we play that song? I don't say that. I happen to like that song. Well, no, you've, you know, no, 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 no. You've said to me, Linkin Park, you think that's what our listeners like? And I go, I never said that. He does. And I'm saying, Shelly, that's a naughty. so full of BS today. By the way, by the way. I had oh, somebody. BTW? No, I had Sorry. somebody send me something. I had a radio geek friend of mine send me something yesterday. Your station's really stupid by calling it naughties. You should call it the two Ks. Okay, whatever. Ew, pa- snooze. Well, apparently there's some new show in the radio business. Some guy's got. He's doing the two Ks. It's the two K show, and it's like, hey, it's all the songs from the two thousands. I'm game like a K. Have you ever heard anybody call the music from two thousand to two thousand nine the two Ks? Have you ever heard that? No, never. Nobody's no. ever heard naughties. Oh no, 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 no. I bet no. you anything. It goes up into. Well, I know, I know. It's it's derived from. From the English, but it, I think that I, took, well, I forgot what I was going to say. I now, took an English phrase because me. that's what the English call it. They call it the naughties, and they I thought, do call it the naughties. Yes. But I wonder if our de- our um, definition of the naughties winds up winds up in Wikipedia. Oh man, I saw it right there. I, matter of fact, you did fun, not. I looked it up yesterday, and I looked up naughties on Wikipedia, and it said a phrase coined by Brad and Shelley, BS in the morning, not those two fakes from Las Vegas. That's what it said right there in Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> just what it said, word by word, verbatim. <laughs> anyway, okay, couple things to talk about. Um, uh-huh. First off. The guy that I had an appointment with uh, 22 years ago, I canceled it because I didn't. I thought he was a lightweight. Uh, Mark Cuban is in the news again. Yes, that's a true story. I had an appointment to go down and meet uh, 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 Mark Cuban at his uh, uh, place in Dallas. In night one, well, might have been 1997, nah, something like that. I don't know. It's been a while, and I canceled it because I thought he was a fake. Which at the time he sort of was, but that's a whole other station. That's a whole other story. Okay, now he's now he's a rich billionaire, and I'm a guy who's broadcasting live from under a bridge in North City. Okay, so no, in a van down by the yeah, river. Yeah, in a van down by the river. So let's see who did well and who screwed up. When you first said that seven years ago, well, you were on the air and I was listening to you. I lit- and then you said I'm gonna be be out giving prizes if we could get the van started. Yes. And I'm like, where's your where where do, where's your station at? And you're like in a van down by the river. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, oh, well that would be nice. Well, what a see, nice view. See what what I what I try to do is I try to sort of make fun of what my radio brethren do. Those are like, we're, we're KFAV 99.9. We're the best radio station ever. We invented radio. We know what you want. We're the station that is everybody's best friend. We're, uh, we're like in God country. We're like up in the sky. When you look up and you see God, you actually see KFAV. Nah, we don't do that kind of BS. You know, we sort of like, you know, if anything, we're like the other way around under promise over deliver you know what i mean we're like hey yeah, that's us we're this crappy little radio station it's got two two, two mice in a treadmill running and when one of them takes a break well, that would be the, the power drops by half you know so you know anyway okay um two things to talk about Mar- the mark cuban thing uh he's in the news and this is a sad story um he picked up delante west i don't know if you know who delante west is but delante west was a former nba player 
He picked him up at a gas station yesterday in Dallas, uh, got him a hotel room, and, and checked him into a rehab clinic. Um, and sad about this is uh, Delonte West, 37, uh, has, has, uh, he's disclosed he's bipolar and he's battled drug addiction for a long time. And there's been several other people that have tried to help this guy out. Uh, matter of fact, uh, one fan took pictures of him, spotted him outside of a jack-in-the-box, alone without shoes. Uh, and, and, you know, what's really sad about this is the story, this is on Market Watch, which is actually a um, uh, division of Dow Jones. Um, and here's, here's something that, that almost makes you go, what? Okay, NBA players, they're making huge bucks. Within five years of retirement, an estimated 60% of former NBA players are broke. This is according to Sports Illustrated. And, and uh, get this, an estimated 78% of former NFL players face bankruptcy or financial stress within two years of retirement. Now, Keep in mind, the I think the NFL minimum is like you know three hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Okay, if you were making, I'm telling you, if I'm making three hundred thousand dollars right now, man, I'd be on easy street. I'd be like, man, I'd be. I mean, you'd have to surgically remove the smile from my face if I was making three hundred thousand dollars a year right now. Okay, that's all there is to it. And I get it. These guys get into a lifestyle and, hey, man, I'm an NBA player. I'm an NFL player. It doesn't happen as much in baseball, but still you hear about from time to time, you know, that, uh, you know, somebody who's like, you know, on top of the world, uh, you know, five years later, they're broke and they don't have any money and stuff like that. But, I mean, don't you think that like the NFL and the NBA would like sit these guys down and say, okay, you know, you're not going to like this, but you're going to have to go through our mandated financial management class. You know what I'm saying? And here's what's going to happen. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to be popular. Everybody's going to want to be around you. Everybody wants, you know, is thinking, you know, when you're at the bar, you're going to pick up the tab and you're going to have to f- drive a nice car. You know, you're not going to drive any like the What was the one car we have? Uh, the one song we say we're foreign. You can't drive anything domestic. You have to drive something foreign. It has to be, you know, a Bugatti or, a, you know, whatever, a Bentley or something like that. No, no, no. Here's what you need to do. You need to go to the Ford dealership, buy yourself an F-150, you know, because uh, that'll last forever, uh, you know, and they won't rust anymore because they're made out of aluminum. Uh, you know, live in a little two-bedroom house somewhere and just take all that money and put in a bank. But nobody will do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like I do know what you're it's saying. It's like it's like human nature. There's very few among us who, if they make a hundred thousand dollars a year, can live off of ten. And it's like the government, the same thing. You know, the government's like, what do they keep saying? We need more money. What do the school districts always say? We need more money. Bond issue. We need to, you know, we need to have, you know, this and that. You know, and it's like no matter how much money you give, some people, you know, some school districts, some politicians, they never have enough money, and. I come back to this. I, I went to, I shouldn't say this. This is a terrible thing to say in the air. I went to Wally World the other day, okay? And I don't normally go to, 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 to Wally World. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe once a month and I need something I can't get anywhere else. Because, you know, Walmart has sort of cornered the market on certain things. There's certain things you can't buy anywhere anymore, you know, unless you go to Wally World. You know what I'm saying? So the new thing at Wally World is, I only, I don't, you know, I like buy one or two things and I go to the self-checkout. The new thing at Wally World is if they have like 10, you know, terminals, the self-check terminals, there's only one of them that will accept cash anymore. And I, you know, really? I, I, I'm telling you, I mean, and, and it was funny. 
I went up to one, and it was one where it was sort of busy, and and all the all the the you know the little positions were busy, and there's the lady who's like the traffic cop, you know what I'm saying? She's the Wally World lady that works, yes. and she's going like, "Sir, you can use that one over there." And I said to her, and I said, I said, "Ma'am, which one is cash?" And she points to one, and she says, "That's the only one." And and I go, I go. Why is this that there's only one of them where you takes cash? And she says, I don't know. And I said, sort of in a loud voice, maybe louder than I thought, I said, it's a conspiracy for the government and the banks to make us all use credit cards. And three women turned around almost simultaneously and said, you're right. <laughs> it was so, so funny. It was funny because it's like, okay, why did cash become – and, you know, once again – I'm the guy that to the point where the if you go to a lot of churches, they teach the Dave Ramsey method. And if you know who Dave Ramsey is, Dave Ramsey's a big radio guy, but he teaches financial independence and he teaches no debt, no debt, no debt, no debt, no debt. If you listen to his show, they have the whole time, you know, yo, don't, you don't have any shouldn't have any debt, shouldn't have any debt. And how do they do that? You know, you know how the basis of his whole system is? No. Envelopes and cash what you do you have envelopes that's the basis of his system you put together a little box and i think there's even guys that sell like the dave ramsey box things like i bet you any money let me just do this i bet you if i just went online here and went and put look on amazon i'm just going to go on google dave ramsey box i bet you any money there's people selling these yeah Dave Ramsey's official site, your solution to uh, da, 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 love your life well, legacy max. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, it, it's, it's got, it's got people on here. You can buy a Dave Ramsey box, and essentially what it is is that it's a box, and you put cash in each of the envelopes. So in other words, as you, and, and you, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to cash your paycheck, and then you put the cash in each of the envelopes. And the idea being is. And you, first off, you cut up all your credit cards. That's what you do first. You cut your credit cards up. You chop them up so you can't use them anymore. Okay? So the idea being is you can't incur any more debt. And then what you do is as you, as you pay all your bills with, with cash, and if you are run out of cash, guess what? You can't get into debt because you don't have any credit cards. So the idea being is you learn to, you know, as money comes in, you pay the bills, and if you have anything left over, you know, maybe you can go out, you know, and eat one night a, a you know, a month or something like that. But you essentially, you know, in the word, one of the words that I always thought was funny, eschew debt. Eschew. You like that word? Gesundheit. No, I know. It's, it's funny you should say that. Because every time I've heard somebody say that word, first time I heard it, I go, eschew? What the heck's that? S-E-S-C-H-E-W. Eschew. Deliberately avoid using abstain from. So you eschew debt. And the idea being is that you don't ever go into debt. And the crazy thing about it is his whole theory is based on cash. But now cash is like, oh, I have people that tell me, I don't know how many people I've heard this from. Well, I don't have any money on me anymore. You know, you and I, you and I, we're, we 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 help out the Salvation Army with the the, the kettles, you know, for the for the uh, the bell ringing thing. And you know, okay, what's the problem the Salvation Army is having? Nobody has cash anymore. They don't, but they've actually make it made it pretty uh, easy to donate. But once again, the idea being is 
and 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 I had a, a little Twitter you know discrepancy with a guy on another radio station, Mr. Conservative uh, Doobie Doo at another radio station, where and I and I told him, I, you know, he's going like, he goes, well, you know, I don't have any cash anymore, and he's Mr. Conservative. I go, what do you mean you don't have any cash? I don't have any cash. I go, okay, so. Uh, and but by the same token, this guy's like a survival guy. He's the guy that tells you, well, you know, you should have, you should have, you should store food in your basement. You should store water. And I'm going like, okay, you're the guy telling me that I should store food and water in my basement. You don't have any cash. If you take the first thing they teach you at any of the survival classes is to have cash. You know, I mean, they, you know, the whole thing is like, like they teach you like, like you know, survival 101. You have what they call the the bug out bag. You know what the bug out bag is? No. Bug out bag is like a knapsack or a backpack that you pack with things that when the what, what's your phrase when the the excrement hits the rotary oscillator or whatever the heck what is it saying <laughs> what, what, what's your saying what the is it feces contacts the rotary <laughs> right. oscillator the, in other words when the stuff hits the fan uh, and uh, all hell breaks loose you grab your bug out bag and you head for the hills you know and the idea being is and not necessarily just like you know, uh, you know, some kind of weird aliens invade or something like that. Um, anyway, the idea being is that you're prepared to, you know, leave your house and, you know, and fend for yourself. And the idea being is you pack, you know, and what well, you always put, you put cash in there because, you know, when the stuff hits the fan and there's a line for gas and the guy that runs the gas station is only taking cash and you have a credit card, guess what? You are S O G. You know what that is? No. S blank blank out of gas. S O G. Get it? <laughs> Never mind. So so. Yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking. So, I'm sorry. So the Dave Ramsey method is like it's all cash, and I'm going okay. That's great. I get it. But yet, you know, why can't I go to Walmart? Why is there only and the one and finally another lady comes up to me, another Wally World lady comes up to me and she says, "Well, we can't get any money from the bank." And I'm going like, "Okay, give me a break. The bank's out of money." I, you know, it's like, you know, we went through this stuff about like we're out of change, you know. I mean, like there's no change. The newest thing is one, you know, the other day, now there's 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 toilet paper, but now you can't find paper towels. And remember, I mean, we talked about this last week. I heard yep, this story on, uh, you know, hey, the latest shortage is desks. Do you hear this? No. Yeah, yeah there, there's uh, I heard a, a thing on NPR. They talked about the fact that the latest shortage is you can't find desks. And they went to all these office supply places. Oh, yeah, we're back ordered. No, we can't find desks. So now what's happening is people are going to antique shops and they're buying like old butcher tables and things like that and chopping all off. All you have to do is go on Marketplace. There's well, plenty of well, desks but, on there. But once again, it's like, okay, well, you know what, well, you know, what are we going to have next? You know, we're going to shortage of, 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 of desks. And just like last night, you know, when Hillary was talking about shortage of desks in the presidential debate, I'm going like, oh, my God, here now she's talking about shortage of desks. I can't believe this. It just, you know, and, and Harry Reasoner, the moderator of the debate last night, you know, the things he kept saying, I'm going, oh, OK, come on, Harry, just let Hillary talk. Let her talk. Yes, whatever, Brad. <laughs> Seven eighteen. OK. One can 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 I do one more thing? Get off my chest. Is it going to be truthful? Yeah, absolutely, positively truthful. Okay. Um, okay. It ticks me off when there's such an incredible double standard in our country. Um, a 
around race. This is guy, this guy's name is Ibram X. Kendi, I-B-R-A-M, X. Kendi. He's an American author who became the new director of the Center for Anti-Racist Research at Boston University in July. Okay, this guy works at BU. And he, this is his, this is his comment about Amy Coney Barrett. Have you heard this yet? I have not. Now, keep in mind, she has seven kids. I believe the count is five of them who she gave birth to and two kids that they adopted from Haiti. Okay? I believe they're Haiti. Yeah, Haiti. Two black children from Haiti. Okay? He called out Amy Coney Barrett and her husband as white colonizers. Okay? Here's his exact quote. What? He called them white colonizers. Okay. This is a black dude. Works. He's and, and keep in mind he's the director of the Center for Anti-Racist Research at Boston University. Once again, anti-racist research at Boston University. And okay. There's his quote: "Some white colonizers adopted black children. They civilized these savage children in their superior ways of white people." using them as props in their lifelong pictures of denial while cutting the biological parents of these children out of the picture of humanity. <laughs> I read that somewhere. <laughs> I'm going, I, I, I read this first. I thought to myself, okay, this is an onion story. There's no way that guy said that. You know, now think about it. Let's flip that around. Let's flip that around that some black couple, you know, adopted, you know, white kids and, you know, and this guy come out, came out and said, you know, it's terrible that these black people have adopted white kids because they're going to, you know, turn them into, you know, whatever. I mean, people would be going nuts. You know, they'd, they'd be like there'd be people, you know, with torches and and, you know, the Portland protesters would be somewhere else. They'd be at this place. And I'm going like, and this guy is the director for the anti-racist research at Boston University. I mean, look at all these people that have lost their jobs because they say goofy stuff like. What was what was the last one? Somebody said something like, "I don't." It, some of them were so like stupid. It's like you lost your job over that. You got fired because you said that. And this guy can say this kind of stuff. Come on, you know. Reminds me the other day I'm driving along, listen to Clue 103, and the Young Bloods come on. The Young Bloods. Yeah, yeah. You know what song? You know what song I'm, I'm talking about? I do not. Oh, come on. Come on. Play this, it. How about a few bars? Find it. Um uh, find it. You know, this is this is hippie one oh one, you know? I mean this is like this is hippieville when you hear this song. Because anybody who back in the day lived through this generation will know exactly what I'm talking about. Here it is. I can't I can't play it on the I don't have it in the in in the computer, but I believe I have it here. I almost find it. Young Bloods. U N G. I think it's Young Bloods. Yeah, young bloods get together. Okay, ready? Here we go. Here, hold on. Ah, it's gonna play an ad first. Okay, hold it. Okay. Okay, you'll recognize the song. And recognize the song? Oh, is that? Come on, people. No. Listen. Come on, people. You can make the mountains ring. 
Make the mountains ring. Make the angels cry. Uh, we don't want that, do we? Here we go. Hold it. Here, Hope's coming up. Okay, listen carefully. Ready now? Right there. Okay, smile on your brother. Got to love one another right now. What happened to that? <laughs> it, it's gone. Where did that go? <laughs> it's it, like it, it was gone. You I mean, know, like, we were trying to. 2019 was a hard year for a lot of people. I mean, and so a lot of people thought, and myself included, that 2020 was going to be this whiz bang year, and everything was going to, you know, all the wrongs are going to be righted, and the whole blah 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 and 2020 turned out to be one of the worst years of a lot of people's lives well and then especially last night when i'm watching the debates and i'm looking at nixon i'm going like dude you need to shave would you stop and it? kennedy looks so young and you know virile and nixon looks like you know dude you got like you got a five o'clock shadow you got a midnight shadow dude you need to go you know go go between between questions from from uh, howard k smith and go shave that that you know that that five o'clock shadow off well Seven. Who's Howard K. Smith? <laughs> Never mind. 724. It was supposed to be funny, right? Westplex 107.1 at SBS in the morning. <laughs> the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> 734. She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. That's what they all say about Shelly when they meet her. That's, the, that's Aww, what they say. thank you. Okay, last night, <laughs> once again during the debate, uh, when there were all sorts of words that were being uh, uh, checked out, people were searching these words for definitions. Uh, primarily, uh, the source on here is Mer- Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And uh, Bill Clinton, a couple times, thinks he said uh, people were searching cigar. They didn't quite understand what that was about. Uh, anyway, also words that <laughs> they were being... <laughs> <laughs> words that were being... See, like that one. That one was funny, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> okay. okay. So in a, here's, here's, the, here's the top words last night. White supremacist, supremacist, Antifa, fascism, fascism, racism, and here's one I've never heard of before, and I'm not making this up. Logorrhea, L-O-G-O-R-R-H-E-A, sort of like diarrhea, but logorrhea. Okay. Do you know what that is? And now, who in the world's looking Would that, that up? That be anything. Okay. It's <laughs> so I don't know how you you listen. Did you listen on the radio? Oh, well, no, I was in a time warp, and I was listening to Bill Clinton, you know, and then I heard... Okay, then blah, I heard, blah, blah. Then I anyway, heard Hillary. <laughs> if you sat there, so I pulled up YouTube, because we don't have regular TV. Right. So I pulled up YouTube right. and, you know, looked at, you know, typed in Presidential Debate 2020. Right. And so all of these um, clip arts came up, you know, they were like, you know, this was from CBS, this is from... Right. ABC. This right. Is, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And to me, it was the battle of the graphic artists. <laughs> well, it was sort of that. Okay, but here, people are on the on edge of their seats wanting to know what logorrhea is. Ready? Uh-huh. Excessive and often incoherent talkativeness or wordiness. 
It's called verbose. No, logorrhea, L-O-G-O-R-R-H-E-A, excessive and often incoherent talkativeness talkativeness, or wordiness, okay? Uh, Okay, and then, and then, uh, uh, President Trump, you get this, was criticized for his repeated interruptions throughout the night, once prompting Biden to respond, will you shut up, man? And the term jumped to the top of the website searches after MSNBC's Rachel Maddow used it to follow the debate the dictionary said. Okay, so shush. Okay, (laughs) this is another word. Uh, And this one was up uh, 28,900%. Another attempt to stop Trump's interruptions. uh, Interruptions, Biden says, will you just shush for a minute? And that word saw searches following that question and lookup spiked 28,900%. Okay? Xenophobia is the fear and the hatred of strangers or foreigners or anything that is strange or foreign. Okay? That one went up. Where's the number on that? Uh, that one went up uh, 26,000%. Um, and, and moderator, <laughs> moderator. So are, just, to, just, just for my own personal edification. So Joe Biden said this to President Trump. He said, according to this, at one point in time, he said, will you just shush for a moment, a moment, or uh, for a minute? Well, he also said, shut up, man, but go on. Right, right. And, 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 he, and he, also, he also said, he also said, come on, man. Come on, man. He did, actually, multiple times. Okay, so so, think where's another word? Uh, I'm trying to think. Moderator. Another term that saw high searches was moderator. Lookups for the term spiked 3,500%. And and this is good. For reasons that must remain between these searchers and their dictionary. Okay, Tuesday night's moderator was Chris Wallace from Fox News, who tried several times to step in and quell arguing as well as restate the rules of the debate and how much time each speaker was given. Now, here's the interesting part of this. Do you think, and nobody's talking about this yet, do you think this helped or hurt Chris Wallace's career? Do you think he looked he looked out he of... He didn't maintain um... Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know... He, he, didn't, he didn't maintain um, what's well, the word? Well, when, when, when Trump walked behind Hillary, he did tell him, he said, Mr. Trump, please get out from behind Hillary. And I thought I thought that was really you know I thought I, that was good I liked that he took control of that moment. Uh huh. I'm I'm gonna ignore you now. And and to think it all happened right here at St. Louis at Washington University. I'm going like man again. I know tra- ignore. traffic was a mess because in fact everything was closed. The Skinker was closed off and Big Ben and Forest Park Parkway and you know Forty was closed off and you couldn't go to the zoo with all those. Did you read about the story about the zoo executives getting the huge raises? Why? (laughs) (laughs) And and then, here, get this, okay? This guy, this spoiled reporter from KWMU, which I say defund, defund KWMU, he's uh, proposing that since now the zoo, you have to make reservations. You can't just show up anymore. It's It's free, but you have to make reservations, and you can't get in without reservations. He's saying that since you now have to make reservations, if you... And they ask you what city you're from. If you're not from St. Louis City or St. Louis County, they should charge you, because the city and the county are in the Zoo Museum District, and and uh, if you're from St. Charles County or Lincoln County or Franklin County or Warren County, you're a freeloader. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm going like, dude, freeloader. 
you know, you getting paid by the state to be Joe Newsman, you know, you're the freeloader. Oh, did I say that? Yes, you did several times <laughs> on two separate days. I'm I'm so tired of, you know, you and I, I won't mention the name. There's someone in the radio business that I've told you about who makes more money than anybody else in St. Louis. And if you meet this guy and talk with him, you think that he's living out of a cardboard box someplace down behind the post office in downtown St. Louis. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you think you that, think that, like that he's yeah. down to his last dollar, although he most of the time now he doesn't even live in St. Louis anymore. He lives in Palm Springs, you know, and, uh, you know, everybody's out to get him and everybody's mean to him and nobody appreciates how talented he is. And, you know, and it's like you want to go like, dude, wake up. You got the best gig around. Stop complaining. You know, look at the world around you. You're making, you're in the top 1% of the earners in the entire country. You know, I don't want to hear you complain. You know, and the people that I know who, like, are broke and down on their luck. Is that me? Oh, yeah, that is me. No, anyway, the people that are broke (laughs) and down in their luck. You're funny. For the most part, are the ones that you never hear complain. You know what I mean? It's like, why is that? Why is somebody who's got, like, the world's best gig, you know, complain, you know, and and the people who are – who are, you know, I mean, and, and it's to the point where – and think about this. A friend of mine said this to me the other day. We're talking about this, and he said, think who the biggest complainers are now. And I go, what do you mean? He says, it's all the rich people, like the Hollywood people, and all the big celebrities, because they're coming. Well, look at how bad the country is. You know, look at how terrible it is. You know, I'm going. Okay, they're living out in L.A. They're driving nice cars. They got millions of dollars in the bank, and they're telling us how bad the country is. Now, if they were living in a box, you know, down on La Cienega Boulevard in you know L.A., go like, ah, I get it. You know, things are not good. But you know, once again. And it's to the point where it's like the people who complain, you know, it's, it's, it's always like, I'll never forget this book. I read this years and years and years and years and years ago. It's called The Millionaire Next Door. And essentially, the, you know, distill the entire book down to a couple different real, you know, easy thoughts. The people who look like they're rich usually aren't. And the people who are rich don't look like they're rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the guy who is a multimillionaire lives next to you in a two-bedroom, 850-square-foot house, and he drives an old Ford pickup truck, which is, by the way, the number one vehicle of millionaires, at least when this book was written, uh, and you'd never guess it. And the guy who lives in Ladue and drives the Ferrari is broke because he's so leveraged, he's, he's underwater. He owns, you know, he has a $2 million house. He has a $1.9 million mortgage. He has, you know, Ferrari in the garage that, you know, is, you know he bought for $200,000, which is now worth $140,000 because it depreciated when he drove it off the lot, and he owes $160,000 on it, so he has a negative net worth. I have a negative net worth. <laughs> It's 7.43. Westplex 107.1, a naughty that we hardly ever play. You like that? I do. And it's one of those weird songs. I think like a one-hit wonder, the gorillas. Or they had a couple of hits, something like that. Anyway, 7.52, it's BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. Uh, hard to believe today is the last day of September. Last day of third quarter. Tomorrow starts October 1. Um, and still a month. You know, somebody said to me yesterday, Notice how it's getting dark so early now? Another month. 
Matter of fact, uh, the official changeover date is uh, Halloween night into the Sunday morning. Halloween this year is on the 31st of October. And then the uh, first day of uh, daylights or lack of daylight savings time is Sunday, November 1st at 2 o'clock in the morning. So we still have another uh, month left tomorrow, actually 31 days of uh, at least not getting dark until like 4.45, like when we switch the time. I always hate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do too. I'm depressed by that. But, you know, I get depressed, depressed easily. Depressed by that? Oh, man, it depresses me. There are so me. many yeah. more things you need to be t- oh. depressed by. Oh, well, I, well last night when, when Hillary, you know, called out Trump, I, I wasn't. Oy vey, stop it. <laughs> You know what's so funny is you go from here. I go back and forth between CNN. Okay, here here's what's funny. Okay, right now let's go to CNN. Okay, here's CNN.com. Okay, and the number one story is you know the the, the here's six takeaways from the off the rails first debate. Okay, this is on CNN. They have six takeaways. These are the important moments of of the debate. If you go to Fox News, and I think I think CNN probably did this on purpose. They went, what's Fox doing? And they went, so what does Fox have? Top five moments. So in other words, Fox has five moments that you should that you should you know uh, remember from the debate. And 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 CNN's going, whoa, we're not going to be outdone by Fox. We're going to have six moments from the debate. You know, it's like okay, what, whatever. You know, it's like you know, That's funny. well, it is. I'm, I'm telling you right there. I'm looking at it right now. Fox News top five moments from Trump and Biden's rough and rowdy first presidential debate. You go right over to CNN.com and on the front page right there. Here's six takeaways from the off the rails first debate. So, you know, so CNN is outdone. And what's interesting is, did you did the big thing that's gotten us big news last night? <laughs> that Dana Bash, you know who she is? I have no idea. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is here. Let me lose the one. It's this is what's funny. This is when the, the the news sites are sniping at each other. Okay, you go to CNN.com and there's stories on there about how Fox News is screwed up, and you go to FoxNews.com and there's stories on there about CNN screwed up. But here's the story on. Let me see. They take it down. I think it's still up. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I think they took it down. It was up earlier, uh, where essentially. Uh, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> one of the stories was that Dana Bash on on CNN. This is on Fox. Dana Bash on CNN said, "Can we say this? You know, we're on cable, so we can say this." And she said the debate was an S show. If you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, compete. Com- A defecation show. <laughs> right. And, and I'm going like. Okay, now that's gone. They took this. Uh, they took the story down. So it's one of those things. It's like, okay, you know, jeez uh, Louise. Uh, and you know, the interesting thing about it is, I think everybody agrees that nobody's mind was changed. If you were, you know, in the, oh yeah, if, if you're you, in the, if you were for Trump, you're still for Trump, right? And you, and if you were for Biden, you're still for and Biden, probably even more than ever. You know, so if you have, if you're a Trumpster and you have a friend who's, uh, you know, a Biden fan, you know, if you try to talk him, hey, what'd you think of the debate the other night? Boy, Trump made some great points, and they're going to go, no, he made some horrible points, and I'm even more in the in the in the camp for Biden, and then flip flop that the other way around. If someone's a Trumpster, you know, and you try to talk him out of being a Trumpster, they're going to like, no, the Trump was great. You know, he was better than ever. You know, I I'm, I'm going to vote for him. 
okay, whatever. You know, you know, you know. I read an interesting article the other day that talked about talked about how you know the whole thing that that uh, Hillary Clinton keeps complaining that she won the the uh, the um, um, uh, she won the uh, um, um, popular popular vote. vote. Thank you. She won the popular vote by six million, and and yet she lost the election because of the electoral college. Electoral and, college. And the interesting yes. thing was, this guy took the numbers and said if you took out the people who voted for. I think it was the Libertarian Party and the Green Party that Trump would have won by a million votes. And I'm going like, that's interesting. So in other words, in other words, if you look at who got the most votes, gross, in other words, not by, you know, per candidate, it was it was the non-Hillary people. You get what I'm saying? So in other words, it's that those people split the, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so so I'm going like that's an interesting look at things, you know. Never never heard that one before. But here's well, I knew that you did. Everybody knows that you did. It could happen again this year. Oh man, I'm still. You know what? I'm still voting for Pat Paulson. I st- I still hope he's going to win. I don't know who that is. <laughs> 7.57. Westplex 107.1, my theme song. That's Alicia Keys. What a talented lady she is. It is 8.05. I am Shelly. She's Brad. It's BS in the morning. Do not forget your car making weird noise. Maybe you got a problem in the front end. You got a loose tie rod end. Maybe your your pitman arm is not pitmaning. Are your tie rod ends are not tie rodding? Are pistons aren't? Well, you know. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily on your front end because you have a rear could have a rear engine car. You need to go to Salt River. Salt River Automotive. I know I do. They need they they need they'll take care of you. Even like somebody like Shelly, they take care of Shelly's car. <laughs> they do. They are so amazing. Uh they're they're new, but they're not. They've been around for a while and you may go well, like Salt River, who are they? Well, essentially what it is, it's a company that has their own fleet of vehicles decided, you know what, we're just gonna take care of our own and you know what? We got some great mechanics, we'll take care of your vehicle too. So go check them out, Salt River Automotive. They're on, as Shelly would say, here's Shelly's directions. Hey, Shelly, how do you get to Salt River Automotive? Well, they're they're near 70 and 79, and they're not too far from Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. And uh, if you know where Darden Prairie is, well, they're not really near Darden Prairie. But if you know where Winfield is, they're they're, they're south of Winfield, but they're actually north of Washington. And if you go on Highway 79 and you go to, uh, you know, T.R. Hughes Ballpark, uh, well, you went the wrong direction. Go back the other way, cross over for 79, and they're on the right. That's Shelly's directions to Salt River Automotive. <laughs> because, yeah, I'm that geographically attuned. <laughs> no, they're they're excellent company. They'll take care of you, you know, and once again, give them a shot. They're new. You know, I mean, like sometimes people get stuck in their ways. Your people complain about, look, I, I, I go to this place all the time to get my tires done, and they always, they're, they're not nice to me. I go, well, why do you go back? You know, try someplace new. And you may find out that Salt River Automotive is the place for you, and you're going like, man, I'm never going anywhere else. And that's what people say about Angie Harness, too. Angie Harness is one of those people that you meet her, and I'm telling you, I have to sh- tell you, Shelly, the first time I met the woman, I felt comfortable with her. Does that make any sense? Yeah, she's pretty amazing. Well, she's just one of those people that you just like, okay, if you're, and you know, for most people, the biggest transaction in their life is going to be buying and or selling a home. And yes. uh, she can help them help on both ends. And if you're doing both, let's say you're in a neighborhood and you decide, you know, kids got too many kids and not enough square footage. You go to her and you go like, Angie, we need a new house. Can you help us sell our old house? Can you help us find a new one? She can do that, and she'll do a great job at it. 
And she's very, very conscientious, and you will feel like you are her only customer. So check her out as well, too. Angie Harness, spelled just like Harness, like you look up the dictionary, right? H-A-R-N-E-S-S. Like Harness Your Dreams. Right, like Harness Your Dreams. Okay. Uh, we appreciate them. We've got some other sponsors coming along. I mean, can you believe people are sponsoring BS in the morning? I can. Did you see the... You know, uh, people did, listen to us, Brad. They really do. And they like us. Yeah, and my, they're loyal. My mom listens all the time. <laughs> did you see the, the, the picture I sent you? I did. How's that for a graph, right? <laughs> was, was that podcaster? Yeah. Oh, you know, no, that's just that's just our that's the BS in the morning show. That's that, you know. Is it? Oh yeah, honest to goodness, that's what that is. That's the that's the analytics for BS in the morning uh, on the podcasts. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful graph. It's almost straight Keeps on going up, up, up. Yes, up, yes, up. yes, yes. It's like it shows the last month that like we're just kicking butt with our podcast. Now, who in their right yeah. mind would listen to you and me? Especially, you know, I can see people wanting to listen to you, but me talking about all sorts of weird stuff, talking about how we should defund KWMU, St. Louis Public Radio. You know, uh, get rid of all those uh, you know uh, complainers over there. Wah 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 wah. You know, we, I know. you know, I mean, whiners, I'm telling you, you know, that's, see, we should change our call letters from KWMU to W-I-N-R. We're whiner radio. Yes. <laughs> we make, we make lots of money and we have a state pension and we have all these benefits and we have health care and the whole bit, but we're never happy because we're news people at whiner radio, W-I-N-R, where we never are happy. We always have to complain about something. How, you, think, <laughs> you think that would work? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Especially in light of the fact that the story yesterday from iHeart was that all these people they furloughed ain't coming back. They essentially Aww. said, "Yeah, it's sad, you know." And then, and then, God, what I heard this morning, early this morning, Disney between the uh, Disneyland and Disney World, you know, left and and right coasts, they're going to permanently lay off. 20, 28,000 people? 28,000 people. Wow. Gone. You know? Oh, man. You know, this stupid virus. You know, I mean, can I... I keep on thinking it's a glitch in the matrix. That's okay. what I think. I'm going to tell you this, and this is not me making this stuff up, okay? Okay. Last night, I was listening. I'm not going to mention who it is, because some people go, oh, what is he? He's, 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 he doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy is an MD, medical doctor. He practices in Los Angeles, okay? And I heard him discuss this whole thing. And how it makes sense is a person that I know, her mother recently passed away. Her mother was like 92 or 93. She passed away in California, okay? And when they got the death certificate, guess what the cause of death was? COVID. Yep. And she died at her house. Um, she had, uh, you know, pulmonary uh, uh, failure. You know, she her lungs went, you know, just were gone. And she was on oxygen the whole bit, and she could hardly breathe, and she just literally died. She'd never been tested for COVID-19, you know. And this doctor was talking about that in California right now that if you're a doctor, and once again, you're the doctor, and you write cause of death on the death certificate, most of the time, the, whatever it is, I guess it's the state of California or the county, whatever, you know, that does the this death certificates, they'll reject it and they'll kick it back to the doctor. Nope, not enough information. 
And, um, and he admitted that the reason for that is the hospitals, we talked about this before a long time ago, the hospitals yeah. get reimbursed for people who die of COVID. And um, he said that not only that, that if you list COVID-19 as one of the contributing uh, uh, causes of death, they ask you to, and let's say you, you know, use, you know, you know, cardiac, you know, cardiac arrest, and then COVID nineteen, you know, sort of a cor- comorbidity thing as they call it. They say they kick it back to the doctor and they go reverse that order, reverse the order that COVID nineteen was the main cause of death and it caused cardiac arrest. It wasn't the other way around, you know. And I'm going like, okay. So we keep hearing, and and you know, it's the point where like, man, sometimes. You know, and, and remember, remember at the, that happened happened the debate last night when Hillary said something about Dr. Fauci. Um, you know, I mean, you know, the, remember, there's quotes from him. I've heard them back in January of this year, where he's going like, "Eh, COVID nineteen thing's not a big deal. I don't have to worry about. It. I don't have to worry about masks. Everything will be great, right?" Yes. Yeah. Okay. Are we done? It's eight thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Stick a fork in us. We're done. We're done. Okay. So today's my last day. You know what we're talking about. I'm done. I I'm do. done. Today's my last day. He's to... not going anywhere, anybody. I anybody. am going somewhere. I am going somewhere. Because it wouldn't be, it would be the S show. <laughs> yeah, we can't have the S show, right? That is no, funny. No, we can't have the S if, show. Without the B, it's just the S show. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you hear that S show? Oh, yeah, That's man. Funny. That S show, boy, it's off the rails, that S show. <laughs> That's what, it's so, she's so intuitive. <laughs> you know, the, the, thing, the thing about, you know, so, so you get a kick out of that. Okay, sometimes you and I, I mean, I have to be honest with you. Sometimes I get off the air and I think to myself, what the hell am I doing? You know, I say weird stuff all morning and I do goofy stuff and I make parodies of things and I, you know, give fake news and, you know, about Hillary being in the debates last night, stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, God, you know, this is like, you know, I mean, I could, I could have been an attorney or I could have been a doctor. I could have taken that four year full tuition scholarship that was offered to me at Washington University to study electrical engineering. I'd be like my son making big bucks working for Amazon. But no, I'm here on the radio every morning with Shelly. And I think to myself, God, what a waste. And then somebody, what? somebody, no, but here, just hear me out. Then out of the clear blue, someone will call me and go like, Boy, you guys were really funny this morning. I can't believe all the stuff you talk about. I'm going like, okay, maybe they made it worthwhile. I don't know, you know. I mean, I mean, it's to the. It po- did make it worthwhile. Well, we are touching people's lives. We are growing people's distances, and you're full of BS. So, <laughs> I mean, what else can you have in a radio show? And you know what? As I go through my day, it's so funny because I go through my day. I and and once again. Here's Brad's School of Dime Store Psychology, okay? This is one of my tenets of Brad's School of Dime, Dime Store Psychology. The idea being is that, that you don't have to have a, you know, a four-year degree with a Ph.D. or an M.D. with a psychiatrist and the whole bit. You can just sort of observe people and figure things out. There are some people that just want to bring you down on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? They just want to make your life miserable however they can. And there's some people that that – 
you know, they want to, you know, toe the line if the speed limit's 55, you know, and they want to get you a ticket at 56, that kind of stuff. But the majority of the people are sort of like, you know what, let's just move on down the road. And those are my kind of people. You know what I mean? I mean, the kind of people that don't take things too seriously. You know, yeah, once again, it's sort of like when I say my political, you know, philosophy is sort of the libertarian. And people go like, well, you want anarchy. No, libertarians feel that, you know what, there have to be, there has to be order. There has to be, you know, you, you, you know, you drive, we're in America, you drive on the right side of the highway. That's the way it is. You know, the stop sign means you stop. Um, you know, I mean, things like that. You know, you don't go next door and set your next door neighbor's house on fire. You know, it's one of the, you know, you just don't do that kind of stuff. But by the same token, we don't want these goofy, stupid regulations, you know, to the point where it's like, you know, well, you know, you, you cut your grass on a Tuesday morning before nine o'clock. That's a $10 fine. You know, it's like, okay, why does that make any difference? You know, isn't that the standard? You don't start doing any yard maintenance before nine. But I mean, isn't that a standard thing? But once again, that's common decency that should not, it should not have to be regulated. Regulated by the government, you know. I mean, and not only that, is it? it's to it the is not. no. Not only that is oh, whether well, like here, perfect example. Here, I'll give you a story that a friend of mine lives in L.A. talks about all the time. Several years ago, they passed an ordinance that you can't use leaf blowers, you know, because they're noisy. But yet, it's not enforced because you know why? Why? Who uses the leaf blowers? The yard people who are mainly busy mainly from mexico and south america oh okay so the reason they don't enforce that law is they don't want it because you know once again it's touchy-feely la they don't want to make it look like they're beating up on the uh, you know the immigrants the latino or the latin x as they call it now population and so there's a law they put on the books that nobody enforces now the only problem is if you and i would go would cut our grass in la and get our leaf bar art we'd probably get arrested you know, and the idea being like, hey, anyway, you know, you know the law. You're 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 better than that. You know, and stuff stuff like that. And once again, the goofy thing about it is, is that somebody went, I can't stand the sound of those leaf blowers. So they're going to make, they're going to impose their viewpoints upon you know upon you. And once again, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that somebody down the street from me, you know, uh, declares my mailbox ugly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about with that. <laughs> And you know what? Nine times out of ten, you know who those those pitas are? Go ahead. No. Retired people. <laughs> no, they're too busy being retired. No, 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 no. A, am, am I kidding? Um, am I kidding? Care. Am I kidding? No. <laughs> You're not. Like my one person that I know tells me the story about how her neighbor comes over and complains that her lawnmower blades are dull and she needs to get them sharpened and guess okay. who guess who the person's com- complaining about getting her complaining about have her having her lawn cut with dull lawnmower blades 
guess who that what that person is? He's retired. Uh, a joy listener? <laughs> no, 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 no. Or maybe I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, it's one knows? of those things. It's like yeah, he's a retired person. Okay, so your neighbor comes over and complains. Now you've cut your grass. It's not like you're complaining. Your grass is tall. You've cut your grass, but dull lawnmower blades. Oh my God, that's horrible. There should be an ordinance against that. St. Charles County should enact an ordinance. No dull lawnmower blades. We'll have the sharpness inspector. In all, um, <laughs> right. You have inflate, the inflated tires. Right. We'll have the sharpness inspector come around and <laughs> and check to make sure your lawnmower blades are sharp, right? Okay. Now we're done. So our last show of September, last show, and my last show as me. Tomorrow I come back as somebody else. He's he's so versatile like that. Everybody have a great day. Oh, Brad, what day is it? Today? Yeah. It's Tuesday. No, it's not. <laughs> I caught you for a minute. She's going about that. She's no, going it's like, really not. Well, hold it's it. Is it Tuesday? Day. It's yeah. home day. Yeah, favorite day. Okay. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. It's going to slice the heaven as usual. 821.